This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello. Yo, what's up, Go? What the hell's going on, man? There's a villain all over the news, man. Let me ask you this, do you, do you want to be a Raider or not? Man, I've been trying to be a Raider since day one. I've been fucking working my ass off harder than anyone. I don't know why it's a question of me being a Raider. Like, do you guys want me to be a Raider? Please stop this shit. Just play football. How hard is it, man? You're a great football player. Just play football. Yeah, but I'm, just, I'm more than a football player, man. I'm a real person. It ain't about the football. I know how to do that. I'll show you guys down the daily. This is my life. Ain't no more game. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot cope with him. Can't do it. You play with the game. I mean, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. Now locked in to the Clock Dodgers podcast. Clock Dodgers podcast. Welcome to the Clock Dodgers podcast. I am your host Neil. Adam is out at a rave or a strip club or something like that. So <laughs> me and uh, me and Josh are holding down the fort here. Uh, Josh is a little under the weather though, man. So you know, I appreciate you for trying to make this thing work, Josh. Yeah, I feel great, man. My voice just goes. It's the it's the start of school. It just always happens. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, listen. You're not out of the strip club. You're a family man. You're at home, so you gotta respect it. Um, I don't get invites to these raves. Like, <laughs> hey, neither do I. Guy. Neither do I, man. Neither <laughs> do I. This guy's crazy. Um, the episode was delayed from our normal ep- release date. That was because of me. I wasn't at a strip club. I was dealing with Hurricane Dorian, who basically pump faked the hell out of Florida, at least where I'm at. And didn't do anything it was expected to do. So I basically spent days putting up shutters and getting, you know, running out to the store, getting water, all this kind of stuff. And then that sucker just wasted my time, man. Wasted my time. And, and the crappy part about hurricanes doing that here in Florida is, like, it messes up, like, your life. Because, like, even though it didn't hit, everybody adjusted on their end. Like, you know, missing work or, you, you know, you start getting lazy around the house because you're like, let me God, this hurricane's coming. You start putting up shutters. You get all this food as if something at the end of the world's coming. And then, like, it just, man, it just throws you off. I don't know if it makes sense to people who aren't dealing with hurricanes. Does it make sense that it could throw you off? I, no, I mean, I don't I don't think I know what it's like. Are there <laughs> a lot of people that are, like, preppers in Florida? Preppers? Like bunker stocking. Uh, there's not really, well, there's not really, like, basements or anything because we can't have basements because we're, you know, we're low sea level. Oh yeah. Yeah, the sea level's too close. Yeah, so there's no like bunkers really that I know of. I mean, people probably got sheds and stuff, but not We like... have tornadoes out here, but mm-hmm. it's not like that. Like, you know, it's just you just watch the news yeah. in case you have to go run to your 
your hidey holes, whatever everybody calls it out here. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. You watch the news and you're like, it's closer, it's getting closer, it's getting bigger, <laughs> it's getting bigger. Oh my god! And then like you're like, all right, is this thing ever gonna get here? Like, what the hell? This hurricane yeah, right. was like super slow it's like and a three, shit. four, five day building. <laughs> yeah, and it never came. But man, shout out to the uh, what the Bahamas. They got yeah, they got tarnished, yeah. man. So. It seems like a lot of people are doing things to help them out, so hopefully they can rebuild. But, man, that's so scary. It got me thinking, like, what used to happen, like, before the Internet and before TVs and all this kind of stuff? Like, someone like the Bahamas would even have no clue this was going to happen, right? And, like, people here who didn't speak to them would have no clue that they just all died, right? Like, this kind of stuff I happened, right? I don't know right? what they would do. Like, they, prob- they probably had some kind of sense that, like, a storm was coming in, but they probably would not have known that it was going to be as crazy bad. Yeah. I think the history of like storms would be something cool to look into. I don't know if there's any way to look into that kind of stuff, what kind of history they have on those things. But like, it seems like there's some, it would be cool to like look back and see how, the, how they dealt with stuff. You know what I mean? I'm like, man, if we deal with it, how we deal with it, how did people who didn't even know what was coming dealt with it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it just seems like it'd be an interesting story. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm into history like that. I mean, I'm, a nerd. I'm just thinking like with tsunamis, like all the animals, no, it's coming. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so maybe, maybe they paid attention to that. I don't know. Maybe they were more in tuned with Mother Nature. Yeah, I don't know, but it definitely seems like some interest to think about and look into. If anyone has any suggestions on how I can research that stuff, let me know. But uh, yeah, man. Other than the hurricane, that pushed me back. That pushed everything back. Um, but other than that, you know, everything else has been pretty calm on my end. Uh, everyone's back in school, all that good stuff. So they're keeping me busy, but. I felt like it was important for us to get this out there because obviously week one has already started as a time of us recording this and it's, you know, important. We just build up to this and then not do it would make no sense. So uh, we definitely wanted to get this last minute episode out. Even if Adam is out at raves and strip clubs and Josh is sick and I'm dealing with hurricanes, we're fucking here, man. Gotta get some points for this shit. So yeah, let's, let's do this, Josh. And by the way, you're sick. What kind of sick were you dealing with? I'm I'm not even sick, dude. It's just my voice. Oh, it's like, just like gone out. I'm I'm fine. I'm Stop screaming at fine. people, man. Dude, it, I think I just talk like at like seventy percent loudness, like <laughs> all day long. That's crazy. because that's what you gotta do when you you know teaching. Yeah, that's true. I was gonna say if it's just a matter of talking too much, Adam would have no voice ever because that dude just rambles. <laughs> so it can't be a matter of just talking too much. He'd be I, I speechless. I had a kid say to me this week, they said, but, but you don't even yell. And I was like, I know. <laughs> it's just, Man, your voice, you go from saying 100 words a day over the summer to saying 100,000 words a day in the school year, and it goes. Yeah, vocal cords are just tired, man. Well, that's fair. Yeah. But we're going we're gonna to not let them rest, and we're going to do this. So. No. <laughs> we're going to keep them warmed up for the class. Um, so, so let's do this. Bears and Packers already played. Um I guess to me it was kind of a ho hum game. Everybody kind of uh, pointed out that these guys didn't really play a lot in preseason, and we're kind of seeing the effects of that. I don't know how true that is, but I'll take their word for it. You know, they're professionals, former players, and stuff that are saying this stuff, so it sounds believable. Um, but overall, I feel like a lot of people were probably disappointed. Nobody, nobody came away from this game like elated, right? <laughs> nobody came away right. like super excited. Me and you are a little happy. We got a little victory lap to do. Uh, for our boy, Cohen, because the internet didn't want to believe us, man. Some people just didn't want to believe us. You know what I mean? Yeah, zero, zero carries, but it's okay because he got ten targets, man. <laughs> that's ten right. Tar- that's right. Like that's fine. 
I'll, I'll put a slot receiver in the RB spot. Yeah, we'll, we'll take that. And, of course, we've seen people already knocking that, right, saying when guys come back from injury, this and that, it's not going to happen. And then I feel like, well, he's just going to get some carries too then, so who cares? But, like, yeah, I mean, it, it, it felt good. I know it's just week one, so people say don't get too crazy about it, but this may be our only chance to, 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 to brag about it, Josh, so we got to take advantage of this. Um, and, you know, I already went on Twitter. There was one dude for sure I had to hit up. Cause I'm like, bro, you went hard in the paint against me on this. And I just had to make sure I mentioned it. He's like, just throwing the shrug emoji up in there. I'm like, well, you had so much to say before how quiet we get in one week, but he didn't even jaw back. He didn't even like get really like, this is just week one. Da, da, da. He didn't get angry at all. He just took the feet, man. Just shoulder shrug. Just take the feet. You know, man. like, look, David Montgomery looked good. I'm not saying he's yeah. not ever going to be anything, but I love, I love 10 targets for Tariqo. That's yeah. just so fantastic. Yeah. It makes me so happy. That catch <laughs> for Montgomery looked good, too. He made a nice catch. Yeah, it was like 26 yards or yeah. something like that, so it wasn't even like a dump off. Yeah. Was there anybody Montgomery. that you were like, was there anybody that you were super disappointed that maybe you expected more from? I mean, obviously, like, like I said, nobody really splashed out like we wanted to, so like Adams and stuff could be obvious plays here, but like, for instance, um, Allen Robinson looked good, but he didn't put the numbers up we wanted. For someone for me was Allison. Like I, I thought for sure Allison would be more a part of the game at least, especially when it's such a close game. They would figure ways to give him the ball, but like he did nothing. And I know he's not like again, he's a more of a role player. But these are the kind of guys that I like. You know, the sleeper guys, the guys that can get late in drafts or trade for. And I feel like you know we're going to produce more than the average people thought. And he did nothing. He didn't even get one catch. I don't even know if he had a target. Like, I don't even know. But it was just, like, not a good game for him at all. Was there anyone else that, like, shocked you on that level? I, well, no. no, no nobody nothing. on the Green Bay yeah. side did really well, right? I no. mean, Aaron Jones had 13 carries, and he didn't really have a great game. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Gantling had a good game. Yeah, he did he, look I, good. Adam, Adam still had the most targets, but MVS outperformed him in fantasy points. So... Yeah, just no, nothing spectacular. Just a lot of stuff to tilt side. over. <laughs> well, Trubisky. I mm. Yeah, I, oh, man. He was getting murdered today on Twitter. Yeah, all the Bortles talk. I'm like, don't do yeah. this to Trub. Don't do this to Trubisky, man. He still supported Allen Robinson. Yeah, he did. So, yeah, I mean, there, there are some positive takeaways. And like I said, let's just look at it as week one rust obviously nobody should panic at this point for anybody so these guys are all going to come along better they're going to warm up they're going to get you know their feet under them and things will look better hopefully (laughs) for everybody as things move forward but i know some people are really concerned after that one week but they shouldn't be um but it was it was a boring game for the most part i mean i don't know like it's weird like i have i have this thing where like i don't like to watch blowouts in football but at the same time games like this can be like super boring too I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I need, a, I need a middle ground somewhere in there, because like it was like super boring, but at the same time I don't want the blowouts either, so it's like I need a little middle. Like, can you guys score twenty one each, maybe, or you know, something yeah, here? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's what everybody wants. It's yeah. like a good game, a competitive game that actually has points happening. Yeah. Do you think anybody came away concerned with the uh, Packers head coach his first game? Uh, I mean, I, I think we should probably relax on the coach yeah. after one game. That's what I feel. But. I think people, myself, like why? I want to know why Jamal Williams is still out there getting work. <laughs> like That—that's not a great sign. I would have liked to see Aaron Jones just run away with it. Yeah, but well, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Like I said, week one. I don't want to, you know, get crazy either way, positive or negative. So that—that that, there's not much to really say about this except that nobody 
jumped off the page. Nobody was super exciting to watch. And we just got to hope all of these guys, you know, find some progression here. Um, the other big news that happened within the last couple of days, yesterday, today, I forget when it started. Was it yesterday or the day before? I don't know. Um, but Antonio Brown, my beloved Raiders, have had some drama the last couple of days. They've been all no. in the news. And, uh, yeah, man, this is this is a, this is a funk for me to be in. For regular fans, they get to just watch and enjoy this madness. Uh, but for me, you know, obviously as a Raider fan, it entails a little more drama for me. But just uh, off of like the up and down we've seen here. So we Antonio Brown, for anyone who doesn't know, obviously, I mean, you shouldn't even be listening to this episode if you don't have Antonio Brown. But Antonio Brown basically got fined by the, by the Raiders for missing practices, broadcasted it on his Instagram because that's what all normal people do. Um, right. Not really. And somehow when he was at practice the next day, there's varying reports, whether he started it, whether he, you know, did this privately, whether he did this out in the commotion in front of everybody, but somehow some way him and the general manager, Mike Mayock had a conversation about it. Again, AB's, uh, AB's, uh, memories of this are very different from what other people are saying, but they had a discussion. Supposedly AB flipped out said some things, did some things. And then all of a sudden it looked like the Raiders were going to either suspend this guy, cut this guy, save $30 million, you know, get AB out of here. And then within less than 24 hours, the next morning we wake up and it's like, everything's okay. They're working towards fixing this. You know, they got John Gruden is trying to save the situation. Drew Rosenhaus is trying to fix the situation. And now it's AB is going to play Monday night. There's no question about it. He's apologized to the team. And we're back in this weird circle that we're going around and around. And it feels like all offseason with A.B. and the Raiders, which for me as a Raider fan, I feel like it's given the Raiders a bad rap. Like, I don't feel like this has it's not the Raiders fault. Right. Like everyone's saying like, oh, this is the guy John Gruden traded Cooper and Mac for. It has nothing to do with A.B. It had nothing to do with A.B. It never did. And it still doesn't. Those trades had nothing to do with it. Then they're like, oh, well, now he's overrunning the, the GM. I don't believe that either. Like, I feel like everyone's making the Raiders a target of this. And really, A.B. is the one that's causing this craziness. But before I go even deeper on my end, from someone who's not a Raider fan, who's not emotional about this, how do you feel about the whole situation, Josh? Well, first of all, I think the Raiders have handled it well. Like, every time that something has come out about the team, it's been like, well, we're going to support Antonio Brown. Right. Or And then... Just recently, just like a few minutes ago, I saw that YouTube video about Antonio Brown. <laughs> so weird. Did you see that? Yeah, so weird, man. Dude, I I buy it. I totally. I'm just I'm just a sucker for Antonio Brown. I love that shit. <laughs> like I, I I totally buy it. But what? Totally but how do you take it? How do you take the video? Like what 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 are you coming away with from it? I think. Do you think, think he's he, dealing with like off the field issues or something? I don't know. Like personal I don't issues. Know. I mean, I don't think that they told him through this whole helmet issue that he was going to be getting fined. And I think that he's probably been getting superstar treatment in Pittsburgh. And maybe he expected it in Oakland and was surprised when he found out that he wasn't, like, exempt from all of the rules. Right. So, so you know, that, I think that's why he was like, "What? what is this? You know, I'm getting fined for all this stuff. But I, I totally believe him that he's been working and that he's ready to go and that he's just not sure if his team is ready to have him there. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I, I feel, I feel very naive about it. 
but at the same time, like, let's go AB. I yeah. Love it. Now, okay. So for for me, it's like I've been defending this dude, right? Like I've been arguing with Steeler fans ever since the Raiders made the trade, and you know, even before that, I believe I defended him. But it's just like. I'm always rooting for the underdogs, right? Like Josh Gordon, I pull yeah. for him. AB, I pull for him because it seemed like everybody was against him, right? Like so, whenever whenever like everybody goes against somebody, I can't help but feel like, well, maybe so maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're looking at this wrong, right? So I always try like to defend the guy, and so I've been defending him this whole time. And as soon as this shit happened, all the Steeler fans were in my fucking messages like, "Ah, oh, told you so, told you so, this was coming." Da da da, and I'm like, okay. I've been defending this guy all along, but it's like, this has been crazy, inconsistent, like mood swings up and down. I'm like, is there like mental health issues here? Is there like CTE issues here? And it's cause like I watched hard knocks. I see him on Instagram. I see all this stuff. He's like, loves his kids, loves his family, loves the game. And then like out of nowhere, whoosh, he does this crazy thing. And it's like up and down every day. And it's like, I'm like, man, is there something like wrong, really mentally wrong here? Or is it just like diva shit? I don't know. And like you said, maybe he's had star treatment his whole life. You know, the Raiders are taking a little different approach to it than, you know, the Steelers probably have. And, you know, it was weird watching the video and John Gruden's like, you know, do you want to be a Raider? And he's like, yeah, like, I don't know why you're even asking me that. Like, do you guys want me to be a Raider is how I feel. And then he's like, uh, John Gruden's like, can we just cut the shit out and like play football? And I'm like, yeah, this is so weird. Like, I don't know, man, like publicly releasing that call, like it just seemed weird to me. Like, I don't know what that it was about. It seem weird. And it was like clearly a, a produced product. Yes. But but at the same time, like everything John Gruden said, I just loved it. Yeah. Like, like you know, the, like the positive things he said to him, that just, even if he's wrong, that's the side you want to be on. Right. That's the stuff you say to a player. You know, like I just, I just loved it. Yeah. And, I mean- and I... I, it would, after that video, it would not surprise me if AB just goes out, tears it up week one. I mean, nothing he does can surprise anyone in any direction now, but I love it. Yeah, no, it, it definitely was one of those videos where I think it helps John Gruden and the Raiders, too, because, like, look how much this coach fights for his player. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, know a lot, I know a lot of people yeah. knock that shit, like, oh, is he running the team over Mayock and stuff? And he's clearly not, because Mayock sent this letter and, and caused all this, but it's like, at the same time, like, that shit is, you know, it's, like, inspiring or motivating to hear. Like, yeah, this dude's getting behind him, man. Like, if he's behind him, why yeah. should we be behind him? You know what I mean? Gruden wasn't kissing his ass. No. He just said, like, can we please I mean, he, he move asked on. him some tough questions. Yeah. Like, are, are you going to play? What's going on with this shit? Why don't you just play football? Yeah. Like, I, I, I thought it was right on. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting. It's, it's weird. It's so Raiders, man. Everything is so Raiders. So, we'll see how it plays out. Um, I, I hope it's the end of it, but it, you know, so far it's not been the case. It hasn't been the pattern we've been following here, but hopefully, you know, he's in a better place. He's cleared whatever, maybe, maybe he was insecure, you know, a new team, new managements, new coaches, new players. Maybe he was a little insecure when he got the letter. I don't, I don't know, man, but we'll, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see if the Raiders get burned ultimately by doing this. Cause I did hear that. Like the fourteen million dollar bonus, whatever. Like once Monday comes and he's on the team and he plays, like it's 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 locked in. So the Raiders ain't, you know, the Raiders are losing out that opportunity to, to cash that out. So, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see how it plays out. Hopefully, it doesn't burn the Raiders. Hopefully, AB, you know, does everything we 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 hope he can do. And it it would just suck if, you know, it does turn this way for like good as far as a negative way for him because it's like you don't want your legacy to be that. Like you're a Hall of Fame caliber player. You don't want to have like the stain 
on your name. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. hopefully he, he for very quickly went from like maybe the guy who's going to surpass Jerry Rice to all of this nonsense. Right. And, and it does seem like, he, did you hear when he said on that video too, he's like, I'm a villain on TV. Like yeah, it kind of it, it did you did right? kind of feel for him like damn yeah everyone is making him the bad guy yeah you know I mean they don't even know the and whole you story you know what like he also said this is my life it yeah. is his life damn it if he wants a certain helmet to go out there and play in get him a helmet yeah whatever he wants yeah yeah he said a lot of interesting stuff so I'm pulling for him you're obviously pulling for him and you know hopefully people come around to him and hopefully he doesn't continue this shit because I would hate for his his reputation to end up as like oh this guy was just a dickhead so. We'll see how it plays out, but it's definitely something to follow. It's been interesting, and we'll see how AB finishes this up, man. Um, let's move over into our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, we'll, we'll start with trust issues, like we always do. What we'll do is, I'm just gonna we're, we're just gonna talk about some players. I got like four of them, I believe, four or five of them. Uh, week one, we're just gonna talk week one trust issues. Whether we trust these guys or we have trust issues with them, uh, the first one is Melvin Gordon's replacements. Do, do we have trust issues for these guys or do we trust them? You know, and when I say trust, I guess we have to kind of say in what terms, I guess, do we feel like we don't, we don't have to say either one of these guys are going to be Melvin Gordon or even have those numbers necessarily, but do we trust them to put them in our lineups and whether you want to just consider it a flex thing, how, how much do you trust them? If you trust them, is it a flex? Is it an RB two? Yeah. You know, where are we at with these guys? So I'll let you go first. So I would trust both of them at a flex level. But I think both of them are overvalued because I think that you're going into committeeville with Eckler and Jackson and you, you may know what you're getting week to week and you may not. So, I, I mean, I think both of them could be top 24 backs on the season, but I don't think either one of them is is going to be like just this massive payoff RB1 type of a player. Right. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I trust him as flex for sure. Um, I feel like I have more faith in Eckler. I feel like I do have more faith in him. I can see him being more than a flex, uh, even starting week one. The thing I do like about their situation is this wasn't dropped on them. Like, they've been prepared for this. So it's not like, you know, week one came, Melvin Gordon's been practicing the entire time, and I was like, hey, I'm not going to play. Like, they've been they've, – they've known this was coming for the most part, and they prepared for it for the most part. So I feel like I'm not – I'm not too concerned about it. I, I, I don't think either one's going to produce like Melvin Gordon, obviously. But I do feel like I like Eckler more. But I think if you have them and you need them, you had Melvin Gordon and you had one of them, I, I, I have no issue with flexing you know, either one of them. Um, but I do like Eckler more. I think it's the pass catching and stuff he did last year that I liked. So um, definitely, like you said, we both trust him at flex level. Um, hopefully people don't have to depend on them for more than that. But if you drafted Melvin Gordon and you got one of these guys, at least you kind of backed yourself up a little bit. Yeah, they're definitely players I'd like to wake a week, wait a week and see what, what actually happens. Yeah, some people aren't going to have that I, opportunity, though. Yeah, well, I, I would agree with you then that Austin Eckler would be the one that I would trust more. Yeah. But Austin Eckler as, like, an RB2 makes me kind of nervous. <laughs> Come on, man. That's what you're supposed to live for, Josh. Those are the kind of guys you live for, bro. No, I'm, I'm living that Tariq Cohen team target life. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens. The next one is the guy we were just speaking about, Antonio Brown. We obviously both feel good about the guy. Um, do you trust him or not? Or do you have trust issues? Week one. The the thing about Antonio Brown is like we're gonna know, right? There, I feel like going into games Sunday, we're gonna know if he's playing or not. And if he's playing, 
you start him. Yep. I, that's what I think. It's going to be Antonio Brown. And I don't buy into, like, there might be some just normal chemistry development type of things that need to happen between him and Derek Carr. But I think that Carr is more than capable, and so is Antonio. And I, w- I would have him in my lineup week one if he's playing, no problem. Yeah, you're, you're crazy if you don't trust Antonio Brown. Like you said, as long as we hear that he's starting and he's playing, you don't take him out of your lineup for anybody. Don't get cute. Don't be one of these guys that say, I'm not playing him because I don't like how he acts in real life, whatever. If that's how you're going to do it, just trade him, get rid of him now. Because, like, this guy needs to be in your lineup. He's he's Antonio Brown, man. Like like you said, even the chemistry thing is overblown if you're concerned about it. Like, he's that good. He's just he just he's just going to fit anywhere. It doesn't matter. So, he's that good that he's going to fit. Carr, like you said, is that good that he, he can make it happen. He's not – you don't have to feel like he's great. You don't have to feel like he's amazing. You don't have to feel like he's Big Ben if you don't want to. That's fine. But either way, he I mean, it's the Raiders. It's John Gruden. We see how hard they're fighting for Antonio Brown. They're going to force feed this dude the ball. I don't, I don't care what anyone says. Antonio Brown is going to have so many targets. It ain't even funny. Um, and I, I just yeah, – I love him. That's right. Allen Robinson. Yeah. Antonio Brown. That's right, baby. Tar- he's had more targets than Cohen? yes yeah if he plays he will all right uh the next guy jacoby Brissett, another guy that i got a lot of flack for josh when i traded for him in dynasty dynasty super flex some people say i gave up too much but then he got his extension and some people were like all right now i can kind of rock with what you're doing but still a lot of people you know are kind of iffy on him they're not crazy about him Obviously, if you're in a super flex type of thing, then you're more likely to start this guy and, and, and you know, try to trust him. But, you know, in a 12-team league, you're not going to start Jacoby probably. But do you have trust issues with Jacoby in general, or do you have trust issues? Do you trust him or trust issues? I, I would start him in a super flex if, if I needed to. Yeah. You know, I, I think he's going to give you, like, Q, QB2, you know, tw- somewhere between 13 and 24. QB2 production. And, and I, it's going to be interesting. Like we're going to find out exactly how much uh, circumstances matter, because he's got pretty good surroundings, pretty good weapons, pretty good team. You know, mm-hmm. offensively, I, I think it'll be interesting just to see what he's able to do. Yeah, yeah, I, I trust him. He comes from the high. He comes from a high school down the block from me over here at Dwyer. Um, so I got a little, you know, a little personal connection. He's a local guy, so I always root for those kind of guys. But I do, uh, I do agree. He has a better offense than he had before. Um, if you hear any of the reports from the Colts, from GMs, owners, coaches, they rave about the dude from a talent standpoint, a leader standpoint, all that stuff. And you know how much I love leaders at quarterback, Josh. You know I love leaders and winners at quarterback, Josh. But I have a question for you. So I traded for him in a league, right? And – I don't know if I can put him in my super flex lineup. You tell me what you think here. Um, so I have Derek Carr starting over Brissett um, in my regular quarterback spot. And then I have McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. I started Cohen already. Uh, I have Marlon Mack, Philip Lindsay, Devontae Adams, who already played, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, and then my two, my two tight ends that I have to play are Austin Hooper and Ingram. Do you take any of those guys out? Obviously, you can't take the tight ends out, and you can't take the guys who already played out. But would you take any of them out for Brissett? That was a whole lot of guys. I, I would probably take Marlon Mack out for Would you? Brissette. Would you have said yeah. that when Andrew Luck was still there? No, probably so, not. Right, so you, well, like, so, so, mean, you, so you like him less because of it. Marlon Mack? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like Marlon Mack less because of Andrew Luck being gone. I mean, 
until we see that Jacoby Brissett is going to put the Colts in the red zone as often, I, I don't think we should assume that. And, you know, Marlon Mack came on toward the end of the season as a pass catcher and was doing more and more, which I like, but Naheem Hines could still be a very real part of that offense. And so if Marlon Mack is a more touchdown-dependent running back who is now playing on a team with Jacoby instead of Andrew Luck, that hurts him. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's where I'm having a tough time, man. I'm having a tough time thinking if I should put Brissett in there or not. I'm like, damn, I traded a first-round pick for the dude. Now I'm not going to put him in my lineup. Like, i got to fucking get him in there somewhere, so... Yeah, I mean the Mac one is probably the closest one that I have to just you know think about. If if Cohen and stuff didn't play, would you have changed Cohen out for him or no? I probably would have gone Brissett over Cohen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just because it's a QB, yeah. QB versus an RB. Right. All right. Well, something to think about. Something to think about. Let's see if any, see if any listeners think I'm crazy for not having him in the lineup yet. We'll see. Um, the last guy for trust issues is Carlos Hyde. I have a strong feeling I know where you're going with going with this. Because yeah. it's where most would go for this, but also because there's another running back there that you love more than life itself. And I can't imagine that you would trust Carlos because of that. But trust issues or do you trust our man Carlos Hyde in Houston? No, no trust whatsoever. He, I don't think this guy's going to have any real significance at all. Like he, I think that Carlos Hyde on the season will be like RB50. Jeez. I just. I don't. I would not start Carlos Hyde. I, I just cannot even imagine. And this has nothing to do with the matchup, which the Saints have a very good run defense. This has nothing to do with. No, it has Duke. everything to do with what what I think his role on that team will be, which will be like just the the most boring, low efficiency touches. <laughs> He's not going to get any targets. Maybe, maybe he falls into the end zone once, or you know, he he could have a week where, where it's twice. But I just. I don't want anything to do with that guy playing besides uh, a Duke Johnson who's going to get all of the targets. I, I, no, I have no interest in Carlos Hyde. I'm with you here, Josh. I don't trust him. We got our boy Duke in Houston, our boy Duke Johnson, who we're not going to let Carlos Hyde steal his thunder, man. We can't tolerate no. that. We can't, we can't allow that. You cannot allow that, especially when you own him in every single league, Josh. Play, players like Carlos Hyde, who finished, I think, between RB30 and RB40 and then changed teams, went on to finish, like, at the best, RB55 all the way down to RB109. Like, the, for older players who played a season and were not great, they, they do not – they don't get this benefit from a new team, even if it's a better team. Like, it just doesn't happen. Doesn't matter. It does not matter. He no. just moves around everywhere and sucks. The yeah, last that, time he was relevant was what in San Francisco, right? <laughs> he was it, last relevant in San Fran, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, he's done nothing it, since then. He he had a good season. Like I think he's a perfectly fine running back, but I just I don't think that the Texans are going to have any need for him. Yeah, he just doesn't fit what they're doing, man. No, we'll see. I mean, they, they, I don't know what they were thinking acquiring him. Like, you know, obviously Lamar Miller, I guess he was probably the easiest guy to get, you know, at this point. Um, so I, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I almost feel, I wish they would have rather just stay with a young guy or rookie or something and just, you know, mixed him in rather yeah, than Crockett like, or Higdon. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been more exciting. Crockett more went to the Raiders, there. I think on the practice squad. Now I was like, I thought he was a little better than that. I thought he was doing well in Houston, but 
It is what it is. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. All right, that's it for trust or trust issues. The next thing we're going to do is rank them. We're going to rank them, Josh. I have three sets of guys this week. Three sets of guys. Two are all teammates. Two sets of them. And the last set is not teammates. Um, so I'm going to list three players. I'm going to give us three players. We're going to rank them and see how you feel about them. Obviously, those listening can play at home and tell us if you disagree. But the first group, the first group is a very, very often discussed group. And that group is Damian Williams, Darwin Thompson, the rookie, and a guy who was just thrown into the mix, LaShawn McCoy. How do you rank these three gentlemen, Josh? I'd, I'd put McCoy at the end, in third place. Like, I mean, I think he's better than Carlos Hyde, but he's in that same boat. Like, did, did, I think of 2017, Matt Forte, when he went to the Jets, yep. and he had a few games where they just acted like they did not care that Matt Forte was 37, and they just fed him the ball. And he was like, he had three or four RB1 weeks, but on the season, he was RB40. I think that's what LaShawn McCoy is going to be. Man. And, you know, like, that's that's fine. I'm looking forward to those big LaShawn McCoy weeks. You know, I like Michonne, LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. But it just doesn't – it's very unlikely, in my opinion, that he's going to go there and suddenly be better. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. It's hard to rank LaShawn McCoy higher than that. I mean, I know he came – he's played for this coach – so he knows this coach. He's done this system. So we can't necessarily say, like, he doesn't know what's going on. Like, he's new to the team. We can, in a sense, but, like, he has a little more than Carlos Hyde had as far as, you know, familiarity. But like you said, you feel like we're kind of phasing out the old guard here. You feel like he's kind of part of that group. And, you know, I, everyone knows I'm not crazy about Damian Williams. So he's kind of just been the guy who was gifted this team right now. Like, I just feel like... If Kareem Hunt was still there, we wouldn't be talking about these guys. Damian Williams would be irrelevant. And so he was just kind of handed this team. I'm not crazy about him, but I know he does some things well. Um, I'm going to put Sean McCoy at the end with you also. And I can't put the rookie Darwin Thompson above Damian Williams at this point, I don't believe. But as far as like how I'm managing my teams, I definitely have all Darwin and no Damian or LaShawn. Um, so that's how I project it going forward, like out. But I don't want to just say the rookie right now because obviously it's not realistic carries wise and stuff i don't feel like he's gonna get that chance to do it right now but um i would agree with you right now especially we're talking week one or the beginning of the season we have to say damien for sure one um lasham mccoy third i think that might bother some people i feel like some people will definitely feel like he's above the rookie but you know i'm gonna go with you and put the rookie ahead of him just because i just feel like for what man at this point for what <laughs> for like what we weeks one through four he probably is a better bet than darwin yeah but I don't think that he has the upside. Yeah, I don't either. You know, I mean, he played like 14 games last season. And in fantasy points per game, he was RB42. Like In Buffalo, to be fair. In Buffalo, but he's been <laughs> successful there. I mean, the team has changed, but he's the entrenched number one. Like, I feel like if he was vintage LaShawn McCoy, we would have gotten better than that. At right. least a top 24 back. Right, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I agree with you on that. So, all right, we got them third. I'm curious how most people would rank that. But, yeah, we have them third. All right, the next group of guys, some guys that I love here, man, some guys that I really like. Uh, Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, and Kiki Kuti, wide receivers for the Houston Texans. 
that our boy Deshaun Watson will be slinging it to. They're not the only receivers there because DeAndre Hopkins is there. But these are the three that I want to see how we rank these guys because I'm curious. You know, Kenny Stills being thrown into the mix certainly mixes things up, makes things a little more interesting there. So I'm curious how we rank them. Um, I'll say from my standpoint first, um, I'm obviously, and everyone knows, a huge Will Fuller fan. I have him pretty much in every league I'm in that I can get him in. Um, so I'm going to put Will Fuller first because I want to believe, I'm going to believe, Josh, that Will Fuller remains healthy for an entire season. I'm going to hold the faith open. Now, I'm not talking about he might miss a game or something, but he's not going to have any major catastrophic injuries. Knock on wood, if you're with me. I don't think he's going to have any issues. Um, so I'm going to put him first. And then, this may surprise some people. I don't know. Maybe not. I'm putting Kenny Still second on this list. I'm putting him second. I know a lot of people are, uh, are up on Kiki right now. I know a lot of people love Kiki, especially when Wolf Filler gets hurt. They feel like there's a big opportunity for Kiki there. With Kenny Stills there, for me, that definitely changes things. Um, so I'm going to go Will, Kenny, Kiki, do you love me? Josh, how do you rank these three? I, I just I agree with you, man. I think Will Fuller has a, a special thing going on in that offense with Deshaun Watson and that downfield connection. And, like, the other thing that you have to think about here is, you know, this is a, a habitat that is dominated by DeAndre Hopkins. And you're not going to get 10 targets a game no. unless you're DeAndre Hopkins. Right. So I, as much as I, I like what I've seen from Kiki, I just don't think he's a, he's going to get it done at slot receiver level efficiency. Right. Like you have to be a Will Fuller to exist on the field with DeAndre Hopkins. Right. Because we know Will Fuller can make those big plays, right? He can spread the field. So we know he can take one play and, and be valuable to us. Um, the question then is where does Kenny fall for you? I know you say he falls second here in the list, but how do you feel like his game translates to the, to this team? I, I feel like Kenny stills is, is probably a very good football player. That's never had a great opportunity. And now he has one. And so if Will Fuller, uh, you know, he's, he's inside of 12 months from his injury, his yeah. ACL. So if Will Fuller is not ready to go or has another problem in the season, I would be interested in Kenny Stills. I feel like this is this could be a great spot for him to show yeah. what he can do. Yeah, if you, if you have someone in your league who doesn't believe in Kenny Stills or they feel like he just got traded to a crowded place or any of that kind of stuff, I think you should try to buy right now. Um, because it may be too late later, especially if Will Fuller is not where we want him to be health-wise or if he does get hurt, um, you're going to want all the Kenny Stills you can get. So now is the chance to buy if you ever intend to. (laughs) That's how I feel about it. And Kiki, he's what he is, man. He's Kiki. (laughs) We'll see what he does. Yeah, it's not that Kiki's not good. It's just like to be a good slot receiver, you need volume, and you're not going to get it with Hopkins. And Duke Johnson on the field. Yeah, if that if that if they all stay healthy, that is, you know, arguably one of the best wide receiver groups in the NFL. I mean, I don't know how, who. I mean, there's a lot of obviously good groups, but that's a pretty damn good group if they stay healthy. It is. Yeah. It is. In two or three years, when they're all like established players, I think we might be talking about them in a different way. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. So we agree on that one. And the last group, the last group is a little group I mixed up here. I threw it around. I threw some players in here. I was curious what you think. I think I know where you're going because I know you so well, but I'm not sure. So the guys I got listed here are Kenyon Drake of the Dolphins, Peyton Barber, another Florida team, the Bucks, 
And then your boy, Matt Breida from the 49ers, who everyone talked about on the depth chart on Twitter world was put number one on the depth chart above Tevin Coleman, who was a concern for some people now that that he's a niner. So where do you rank these guys, Josh? I think I would actually go um, Drake first because I think he has more ceiling. Like I think he has the potential to monopolize that backfield. And I think that Brita could be uh, maybe slightly more productive than Coleman on the season, but I, I expect Tevin Coleman to continue to have a role where Kalen Balazs may just not be very good. I, I, Kalen Balazs could go away. Yeah. And, and then Peyton Barber, I think, is uh, just a low ceiling type of an option. You know, he's going to Lamar Miller you. Yeah. He'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll continue to go out there, but it's never going to be a big week. It's interesting. I, I thought you were going to go Brita first. You know, I like Brita. I like Brita and his cost, but I think Kenyon Drake could really yeah. have, have a lot more ceiling. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big Drake fan, so I'm, I'm definitely putting Drake first. And I'm actually going to go the same way you went. I'm going to go Brita and then Barber. For me, Barber, the concern is, you know, I don't know if Ronald Jones is going to be anything. And then there's also Dare, who I'm not going to dare try to say his last name. But <laughs> Dare. is He's Dare, boy. Dare is Dare. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking he might be something. So uh, Peyton Barber, watch out! If if you know, I, I'm big on Dare right now, man. You know, just so. Do you like Do you like Darwin or uh, or Dare? <sighs> I I'm still I gonna to go Darwin. Choice. Yeah, I I had to make this choice and I picked Darwin, but I I don't know. Dare may have an easier route to 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 carry. It's like an easier you know easier path to them but i don't know i mean barbara could do you know barbara may just be okay and and they may not feel the need to you know get the guys mixed in the mix i don't know but yeah dare man dare is dare and i will not ignore it man he is dare uh yeah so i like dare so yeah so i'm gonna put barbara last barbara just is not inspiring to me man <laughs> he doesn't no. he doesn't get me going so yeah drake no. brita barbara that's how we rank them all right man We've knocked off trust issues. We've knocked off Rankum. We've talked a little bit of uh, Bears-Packers. we talked some A-B drama. We're going to move over to foul or no foul. I don't even feel bad for your voice, Josh. I'm going to be honest. I love you, man. I love you, but I don't feel bad. You're just you're getting worse and worse. I know it. You're probably like, oh, my God. But I'm going to nah. say we're going to keep dragging this thing out. Just keep keep drinking water, man. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated, my friend. For foul, I hear you drinking right now, too. See how good it is? These mics are no joke, buddy. <laughs> All right, uh, Sony headphones picking up everything. Um, we're gonna go over to foul or no foul, which because it's week one, I figured you know usually I mix this up. Sometimes there are sport things or fantasy football things, but because it's week one and celebration, we'll do all fantasy football stuff. Um, so we're gonna start this off. Of course, I'm gonna throw these statements at you, Josh. I'm gonna let you go first on all of them, and then I'll I'll follow up after you. Um, but I'm gonna throw these statements at you. You let me know if you agree with the statement. There's no foul, or if you disagree, and it's a foul. The first one, Lamar Jackson will be the number one quarterback in scoring this week after he plays against the Dolphins. Foul or no foul? Oh, I, no foul, no foul. I think it's I think it's pretty hot, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I it could happen just because he could rush for a hundred yards and then what you know, so it, it could happen. I would not bet money on it. I'd still probably like Deshaun Watson over him. He's still, yeah, you're still going to Sean, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
if I have to actually put my money where my mouth is. But I, I'm here for Lamar Jackson season. That's great. I'm excited for Lamar Jackson, man. I'm excited. Yeah. He is an exciting player. What are we going to do if he comes out and throws for 350 yards week one? <laughs> People are going to have nothing to say. Nothing. We're going to go crazy. I don't know, man. Again, yeah. Deshaun Watson type of guy, man. He's just a winner, dude. I'm telling you. I like it. And running that He's ball. not banged up yet. What, what, if, what if Lamar comes out and is just lighting the world on fire and then gets hurt after like six oh, weeks? That would suck. Yeah. Did true Deshaun Watson stuff. It would suck. But yeah. again, the way those guys play, it's totally possible. It's yeah. totally possible. Yeah. I don't know. He's exciting. I'm with you. No foul. All right. Next one. Cowboys running back Tony Pollard will be a flex option most weeks. Foul or no foul? Foul. I think he's done. He's done. Done? You call like, him Dunzo? He's done. He's done. His career has peaked. <laughs> like, I hope you enjoyed your 15 minutes till Tony wow. Pollard. Wow. Damn. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just like the, the the Zeke holdout never made any sense to me. Tony Pollard made uh, you know the most of the opportunity he got. Good for him. I hope he gets <laughs> a shot somewhere. Man, <laughs> but I don't think it's going to be a Dallas. Brutal. Fan. You know how many Tony Pollard fans right now are smashing their iPhones because you're saying this? Oh man. Hey, look, they got him for nothing. It's they true. It's nothing. true. But I mean, he played well, right? Like you said, he made the most of his opportunities. Yeah. And Zeke yeah. hasn't been playing with the team. Don't you feel like the Cowboys are going to try to reward Pollard a little bit? Like, here's a couple carries, buddy. Maybe. I don't think it's going to amount to anything. Like, story All right, all right. I would right. not flex Tony Pollard. Yeah, I wouldn't have the balls <laughs> to flex Tony Pollard. So I'm going to say foul, too, just because I ain't got the cojones to do it. The Italian meatballs, as I talk about, man. I ain't got them for Tony Pollard. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go foul with you, too. But, uh, man, I hate the people that drafted him. Thinking Zeke wasn't gonna play, man. Just big mistake yeah. doing that. <sighs> yeah, he was never like an Austin Eckler level option, in yeah. my opinion. No, I mean if Zeke didn't play, obviously we'd have to talk about the guy. But you know, I thought Zeke was gonna play, so I never gave him that. I never thought about it that way because I never thought it was really gonna happen. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. But yeah, I seen some people. I even was talking to someone earlier. I was like, you got to get him out of your lineup. Like, what are you doing? Get this dude out of here. Put someone else in. It's ridiculous. It's not going to happen. All right. Next question or next statement. Devin Singletary will get Frank Gore out of his way by week five and will become the Bills' unquestioned number one running back. Foul or no foul? He may get Frank Gore out of his way, but then he gets run over by TJ Elden, right? <laughs> That's right, baby. <laughs> I mean, as much shit as I talk about Josh Jacobs calling him TJ Elden. I will absolutely cheer for the the actual TJ Elden. <laughs> Why are you gonna so, hate Josh and then and then and then cheer for TJ? I mean, the guy shares your same fucking first name, man. It's the hype, man. It's the hype. Like the hype is real. There's no hype right now. So I like everyone. Ga- everyone gave me shit for loving TJ last year. <laughs> now you guys want to flip the script and like all of a sudden like he's third string running back and you guys are like yeah TJ's not bad. It's like what the hell's going on, man? Am I a fucking Upside down world? There was like one week last year. It was like week four when TJ Elden was supposed to have that backfield to himself and just smash, and he didn't smash. And <laughs> I, I will never forgive him. <laughs> oh, man. I'm a believer, man. Hopefully they both get Frank Gore out of the way and they both become uh, legitimate options here. But I'm going to say no foul 
I do think Devin Singletary will get Frank Gore the way. I can't stand Frank Gore at this point. I mean, I respect what Frank Gore has done and has been able to continue to do. But from a fantasy perspective, man, ah, you're just slowing things down for us, bro. Get out the way, man. Get out the way. He's supposed to be LaShawn McCoy. He's supposed to be your Matt Forte in 2017. He's supposed to be your Carlos Hyde, and he just keeps fucking going. So, hopefully. I bet Frank Gore is a cool guy, man. I'm sure he's a super cool guy. Yeah, I bet, like, you cannot say anything to piss Frank Gore off. No. Like, I bet he's just chill. Except get off my fantasy team, man. Get out of here. (laughs) Get the hell out of the way, bro. All right, all right. Last one, a guy we've spoken about a lot, a guy the media has spoken about a lot, the guy Twitter, Instagram, the whole world has spoken about a lot. Antonio Brown will score two touchdowns against the Broncos on Monday Night Football. Foul or no foul? No foul. Hell yeah. Yeah, All baby. Antonio Brown, man. I love it. I like I, sick I, Josh. I, I like this guy, man. You might be medicated up or something because you're, you're yeah. on page with me today. I, I love Antonio, man. I, 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 I'm telling you, that video, I hook, line, and sinker. I love it. That video is made for the Joshes of the world, man. It, it, it worked. It spoke to me. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> I see people bashing it on Twitter, but it worked for you. Yeah. And I, I love that. That was inspiring, man. That was a good video. He said, this is my life, Josh. Yeah, no more games. That this resonated with life. you. That resonated with you, man. It did. I can't help it. I just hate that Antonio Brown is like a a girlfriend you can't shake, man. She's like, you break out with her, you love her. You break out with her, you love her. It's like, dude, come on, man. Just stop with the bullshit, man. Just stop acting like a child and ball out. That's all I need. I'm all it's in, just man. When it's good, it's just so good. Though. Yeah, you can't. It's like <laughs> all your friends keep saying, "Man, you gotta drop that girl, man." You're like, I can't, bro. Yeah, it's one of those things, man. It's one of those things. I have no experience with that. I'm just saying. It's <laughs> no, not. It's not, no. it's not my wife or anything, guys. <laughs> my friends. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally made believe. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's all I have for foul or no foul. We're gonna close this thing out. We, we hit him hard today, man. You're sick. Freaking Adam, hopefully he's not passed out from ecstasy right now somewhere from the rage. <laughs> hopefully he's been hydrating himself. Um, and you definitely need to hydrate your damn throat. And Hurricane Dorian didn't hydrate shit out here, so we're dry too. Every, every, it's not good, man. It's not good, but we made it happen. We knocked it out of the park. I do want to do show and tell before we go. I don't know if you came prepared. Since you're sick, maybe you want to recommend the medicine that you're taking. Oh, you're not sick. I keep saying you're sick. You're not sick. You're just... Your vocal cords need a break. Um, but listen, my show and tell for the week, I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know if you care to see it. But Dave Chappelle's latest stand-up special, Sticks and Stones, is a thing of beauty. It's amazing. It's hilarious. It touches on all the social and cultural topics that are sensitive to so many people and that piss people off and bother people. And I'm so glad that he did it. And comedy is a space where comedians as people can talk about anything in my opinion and he did just that and it was hilarious and i feel like everybody should see it everybody should see it so if there's anything i've ever recommended this is i'm recommending more than anything it is an amazing stand-up you will laugh from beginning to end you'll also just love the conversation man he did a masterful job so that's my recommendation that's my show and tell for the day dave Chappelle. you can find it on netflix if you don't get us if you don't have a subscription stop being fucking cheap get your subscription Netflix, Dave Chappelle, Sticks and Stones. Watch that today. Josh, anything? Well, first of all, I've seen the Dave Chappelle. You have? It is fantastic. Dang, it's good, man. 
It He's is. got like three or four different things on Netflix right now, and they're, some of them are kind of similar, but they're all great. That was fire, man. That was so good. He, yeah. I, I don't know if there's anyone better than him, man. Like, he is so good at what he does. Well, he's so relatable. Right? Yeah. Like, he just does such a good job. Something like, I can't even tell if it was like, I don't know, like, I don't want to spoil anything, but there was like a cell phone moment, and I'm like, was this planned or is this like really random? <laughs> like, something I just can't even tell. It's so perfect. I'm like, was that just totally random or is that really like part of the show? So, yeah, like, it was so good, man. The topics that he touched on that people are afraid to touch on. I loved it, man. I loved it. So I'm glad you liked it, Josh. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, he's fantastic. So I take this stuff called throat calm, and even though I sound like trash, my throat does not hurt at all. It's the best stuff ever. Throat calm. Like, throat calm. Okay, because and if you don't if you like don't pronounce that all the way, there's a lot of different words that calm sounded like, and I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> Throat, See, throat, yeah, throat yeah. calm. Did you say throat calm? Okay, there are calm. These little pills that you like hold under your tongue, <laughs> and they do what? They uh, deteriorate. They just dissolve. They dissolve. Okay, like you will. You will not have a sore throat. You Interesting. Interesting. This you've come up with a couple of recommendations the last couple of weeks that are very, uh, very apple. You know, very applicable to people's lives. I mean, very hands on. <laughs> I guess so, so. Throat calm. For those looking for it, it's C A L M. Yeah. Not any other way you may have heard that or interpreted that. No, 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 no. Throat None of that. calm. <laughs> um, and Josh recommends it, as you could tell. Your voice is even more southern today because of it. More yeah. more country twang to it. Uh, so it's good, man. It's good stuff. You're mixing it up. We appreciate it. You're trying something out. You're trying something new. And if this catches on, you may stick to it. I get it, man. You can find Josh on social media, on Twitter. Where, Josh? Uh, at JC Crocker. On Twitter and on Player Profiler. I'll be writing a waiver article for Player Profiler this season. So Ooh, that, that should be fun. Yeah. That'll be fun. You'll hear all the recommendations of guys that Josh loves. And you Every should listen. Week. Josh, what was the last episode you dropped? The last episode, the last article? I, it was Fade, Carlos Hyde, and LaShawn McCoy this by guy. Damian Williams and Duke Johnson. It's yeah. my pin tweet. So, hey, it's kind of, look it up. definitely go look at it. Josh, yeah, he pins it now. It's, yeah, this guy's... You're taking other advice and you're and you're doing it, Josh. Don't think that I didn't give you that advice and also see you applying it. I've seen you applying it. You're throwing it in group chats and stuff now. You wouldn't do it before, and you're you're like, okay, fuck it. I'll just be bossy with this and push it around. And that's what you're doing, and I appreciate it, Josh. Apparently, that's what people do. That's what you know. do, man. That is what you do. That is very very much so what you do. So go check out Josh's articles at Player Profiler. He bangs some things out. And that's what Throat Calm comes in place for, for stuff like that. He a long night worker <laughs> over there. Um, so definitely check him out and follow him at J.C. Crocker. You can find me at Clock Dodgers on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Subscribe to the podcast anywhere, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those good locations. Or you can just visit ClockDodgers.com, and there's, like, links to all different apps. Whatever you want to do, man. You'll find it somewhere. Leave a review. Tell a friend. All that good stuff. Josh. I have nothing else for today. Do you have anything else to tell these wonderful people? Nothing, man. All right, man. I'm so hey, we don't, we don't have jo- we don't have Adam here to spoil stuff, so that's always good too. So I don't know an episode of Adam Adam free Adam free episode was not bad. More raves, more podcasts on Friday nights. Whatever we need to do, more definitely. More MDMA. <laughs> more MDMA. Let's just get this guy <laughs> hopped up over there in Chicago. For everyone else, as always, be kind, be Gary, be whoa, be what. Be kind. I don't know. That was like, am I on XLC at this point? I don't know. Be kind. Be great. Keep dodging.
Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.